So we've had several listeners reach out and ask for tips on how to start a podcast. When we started this journey over a year ago, finding a way to record and produce the podcast was at the top of our to-do list. Enter Zencaster, the ultimate web-based podcasting solution that allows you to record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection's unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It can automatically remove those ums and ahs in your recording, as well as those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use our code BTMM30 and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story and happy podcasting. Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Bane Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram, and basically wherever you're getting a good book. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. And of course, we're your book besties. And of course, we're going to cover those popular series. And do you know what book we're talking about today? Well, so glad you asked. That would be Jennifer L. Armentrout. JLA for short. Her fifth installment in the Blood and Ash series, and this one is called A Soul of Blood and Ash. A Soul of Ash and Blood. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? Blood and Ash? Yeah. Man, I thought I nailed that. She literally, JLA was probably like, oh, what am I going to name this one? Because all of them sound a little similar. She goes, I'm going to take flip some words. She goes, I'm going to take the first book and go reverse, reverse. But you know what? This is a different POV, so I understand now why she did that. Literally, you had to explain that to me because I'm like, why would she make this so similar? And I'm like, ah, okay, yes. I (laughs) I see that now. So correction, this is a soul of Ash and Blood. And as I just alluded to, this is the cast POV from the first time Castile and Poppy met. So if you read from Blood and Ash, this is somewhat similar. It's essentially the same thing with like five new pieces of information, only one of which we may care about. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, I don't. You cared? Um, Care, I use the term care loosely. It was more like, ooh, finally something that's going to advance the plot. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. I'm not even going to give you the full fucking story on that. <laughs> I was like, Stay I forgot what this, the next book. this thing is. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is important, but why? <laughs> I'm going to save this until we get to our thoughts and feelings because I feel like one line was missing from the very end of this book that would have made me bump it up a half a star. Ooh, I'm very intrigued to know this now. You even gave it half a star? <laughs> No, she would bump well, bump it up a half a star from zero. Just kidding. I was being nice and I gave it like a three, which I know I should have probably given it like a two. Well, uh, before we get into everything, this is a good time to talk about some spoiler warnings. So if you haven't read anything in the series, reverse, reverse, yeah, reverse, reverse. (laughs) We've got so many other great episodes you can choose from. Again, if you read a 
so if, if you've only read the first book in the series and you're like, oh, I just want to see what happens from Cass's point of view, this isn't the one because it there the bookends of what happened in the his different retelling, the front and the back ends are new pieces of information that you may be completely lost and or spoiled on if you've only read the first book thinking you can just jump to the second book. So be warned on that if you're thinking you can make that little hop, skip it and jump over. And before we get into Bridget's formal thoughts and feelings and what would have given that that half a star, which I'm really intrigued about, let's give some shout outs. So the first one I want to give out to is Jessica Farmer 97 on Apple. She thanks us for reading smutty books since none of our friends do. Girl, we got you. We will read all the smutty books with you. We You've got a recommendation. now. Drop it to us. We will be your unofficial book book club. And I hope you're already following us on Instagram at booktalkmamie underscore pod. Shameless plug. Uh, next up. I like it. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Want to give a shout out to Mel on Spotify. She loved Beyond the Veil. She kind of fell for Asriel and she loved the banter between Hale and Darius. All right, Mel, coming in with a different POV than us. I love that. Also want to give out another shout out to Claudia on Spotify. She, oh, on the flip side, did not finish reading Beyond the Veil and she's on the fence about reading ZA9. As a Seth fan, Chapter 21 made her so mad. Having Darius witness and doing a running commentary cheapened what was such a monumental moment for Salib. (gasps) That was. That was. Wow. I never thought thought that. So thank you for the new perspective. That's true. That's true. It was a big monumental moment. I guess Once for me, it's because I really don't. Laughs. Yeah, yeah. I really mm. don't like Seth. Like I couldn't care less about him, but I respect that you do, and I can see where you're coming from because that was a big scene for the two of them coming together. Yeah, I mean they teased it for like what, like two and a half books. I feel feels like something like that. Also, did I not know their couple name was Salib? I didn't either, and I really like it. This is the first time I see that, and at How first I we... thought it was a typo, and I was like, oh, it's a big monumental deal for Caleb. But I was like, oh, no, I think Salib is a thing. I love it. The best little, one I've heard. I'm a little, you know, not impressed with this, guys. We should have we should have come up with this couple name. But I Could really appreciate Caleb. you. Yeah. No, Salib sounds better. Salib does sound better. It rolls off Cla- the tongue. I feel like we tried to do this once, and I'm not sure. But Claudia, support you. Thank you for giving us the couple name Salib and pointing out what was a very monumental um, problem. Not problem. Scene. The next one is from Harry Potter. I love that Harry Potter has weighed in. I feel very honored that Harry Potter uh, himself, he, not he, the boy who lived. (laughs) I knew what you were about to say. (laughs) I was going to say he should not be named. I'm like, wait, no, wrong, wrong guy. He who, no, the boy who lived. There we go. Harry. (laughs) Harry himself uh, commented also on Spotify that Tamlin does not deserve a redemption arc. He's an asshole. (laughs) You know what? <laughs> Harry. Yeah, I love this. I, I think Voldy would probably agree with you as well. The no, first time Voldy, you guys... he would ask for a redemption arc. Oh, no, he wouldn't. He'd just kill everybody. Oh, no, he would want him to join him. He'd be like, you're an yeah. asshole. I'm an asshole. Let's join forces and then I'll kill you later. Or let Nagini get you. Harry Potter, just a humble request that you now comment on all our Spotify things because it brings us such joy. Yeah, wizard, Harry. I, I can't be a wizard. I'm just Harry. So sorry, <laughs> Harry Potter. Next up from Lauren M on Spotify, she says, yes, Tamlin deserves a redemption arc. Girl, I know. I see that. Also, I love that everyone's coming in with these different POVs. I loved Beyond the Veil. Did not like Beyond the Veil. Redemption arc. 
Screw Tamlins. I love this. This is the great It's been like an even split so far. We need someone mm-hmm. to come in and tip the tides. Yes. Yeah, yes. So you can still head to Spotify. Hilda, all these questions are still up, right? Yeah, they stay up forever and ever and ever. Great. So you can, our Spotify listeners and Apple listeners, really, you can head on over there and join these questions too. Hilda does a great job of dropping in the hard-hitting questions that we wanted to discuss for you guys to weigh in on as well. Um, so you can head on over to Spotify and check that out. And to round us out, we have a a tribute, a moment from B. Morris 10, also on Spotify. She will also never recover from Lily's death. And I say, clearly we us didn't too. either. Yeah. Clearly we didn't either. May she rest in her fiery spirit of eternal fangs and bangs, you know? Oh, Dude. poor went out for our fire sprite. Our fire sprite. Our feisty little fire what sprite. What did she say? My friends are with me and I'm not afraid oh, or something why? like that. Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> I'd rather Trauma. I'd rather reference her love for fangs and bangs. Just to insert. To remember some. the good times. Except yeah. for I hear her saying that in loop constantly well, it's in my TikTok head when we bring song. her. Yes. Like oh, oh, yes. Brutal. Brutal, brutal. Light it up, Danica. Light it, light it up. up. Yes. Yes. I think I like mentally say that phrase so much throughout my like every day, but I'm like, this does not apply. But yes, it kind of does because I'll tell my son to, oh, light this up. And I'm like, light it up, James, light it up. And I'm like, no, not the same. He just I really like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, what okay, mom. asking him to light up? I'll be just like joking around in the house and we'll be like dancing and stuff like that and, you know, get lit, light it up. <laughs> oh my God, I love that Like, so I'm not just a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I really love that so much. Yeah, so that's that. That song haunts me. And also from last week we did Unhinged Theories. Every Unhinged Theory has the same TikTok sound. It's the J. Cole, She Knows. I Know oh. She Knows, which also, great song. Also, oh, yeah. I listened to it like 35 million times trying to capture all of those theories from our Unhinged Theories episode. So quick shout out to that. We just did a whole SJM Universe Unhinged Theories. You can check that out as well. E.M. Morris, let us know what you thought about that. You guys have good ones stuck in your head. I have margaritas stuck in my head. Oh, my God. Oh, the margaritas are. <laughs> you know which one's so good? The Boothang one. I want the full song. I was Can literally – I listened which to it four times one? today because I was trying to make a TikTok and I was like – Give me one margarita. I'm going to open my legs. I'm going to find it for you because it's just also, that good. I just also really appreciate that, that that the inspiration for that song was the cre- is the crazy preacher lady – Mm-hmm. At LSU. Ooh, you my little boo thing. Oh, I can't sing for crap, but. Oh, okay. You can't see us, but Bridget and I are just vibing. Jamming. Okay. It's so good. Like it's so good. It's such a, such a vibe. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. That is our quick tangent into TikTok sounds. Let's get into this book. So as we mentioned, it's book five in her installment, and this is the, the the POV from Cast Aside on everything that happened in the first book. You know, we had very strong thoughts and feelings on Beyond the Veil. You know I don't like – and someone please correct me if there's like an actual trope name for this, but I call it the do-over trope or the Groundhog Day trope where it's like the same thing but we're just getting more information. Unlike Beyond the Veil, we actually did get some information and some background and new knowledge. So – it wasn't just a very light It was very visit. minimal new knowledge, though. Very minimal. Don't give it too much credit. 
at least beyond the veil (laughs) at least beyond the veil gave us new spicy scenes and there's Uh, new characters right yes and alexa does a lovely job of reading them out loud good (laughs) um we did not get any new spicy scenes in this book that's true nothing new all the same stuff all the same stuff but it was the same book Copy I wish I had been asleep the way Poppy was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's get into thoughts and feelings on this book. Bridget, you want to hit us off? No, I'll let Hilda go so I can oh, okay. tie okay. it up. I only have three thoughts. Thought number one. Almost made me remember why I loved Poppy and Cass so much. Almost. It was like a cheaper version of like the true angst. And like yeah. bantering we got. The first and so one. it makes yeah. me it actually made me sad because I loved Cass so much. He was on my Y choose. I think he was number one on mm-hmm. my Y choose for the sure longest was. time. But after the last book, after book four, The War of Two Queens, I just I just don't feel the same way about him anymore. And so that made me sad. I used to love Kiernan or Kieran. So much. But now he's just like an interloper. He's a yucky third wheel. No fucking way that the cast from books one and two, or even book three, would want to share Poppy the way that he gives the I'm pro sharing vibes. And it grosses me out. And Bridge, yesterday, you made a really good observation when you were like, I used to love Poppy and Kieran's dynamic because it was like a brother-sister but all this time, he's been, like, checking her out. Ick. Ick. Major, ick. major ick. And I think you nailed that on the head why this was just not working for me. It's so gross. And then, like, Cass was giving, like, um, what's his name? Leon vibes when Leon was trying to be, like, the wife of the RH and trying to get everybody to come together. He was giving me that vibe because he would, like, make comments here and there about how he was the only one he would trust with Poppy and then they had that moment at the Red Pearl where you know what's his face was doing some things and asked if Cass wanted to join in join in and I was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold up Parker and reverse it because I did not know this was that type of relationship from the get-go and now I reject all of my I'm pro joining because I'm not I think when we they've alluded to their sexual escapades before it seemed like we were like Brothers in arms, doing it, you know, in our own We're wingmen. We're wingmen. Exactly how the Bat Boys were like, oh, in the past when we were like careless, reckless, and just fucking around. We fucked in the same room. In the same room. So we've seen everything. Like, we've been there. But when you get that special someone, suddenly, like, the walls close. And those things are no longer appropriate. It just is... It makes me sad because I really liked these characters. I really respected these characters. But now that Kieran has given creepy friend vibes, I'm not cool with it. Because we've all had that creepy guy friend. Mm-hmm. That- I do want to just call out here as like a disclaimer for us is that we have nothing against Polly, Tropples and stuff like that. Yeah. We it's just literally this scenario with the way that it was built into the storyline. That is a very, very good. I'm point. glad you called that out because support this. You do you. We'll read about it. Usually, Katie, Katie Roberts, gonna give that to us. 
her and her books. We the usually Twisted love sisters, it. and they're yeah. we love it. I choose Correct. stories. This scenario, we just you know question some things. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? You're gonna add Delano Delano to the fold next time. Yeah. You know, I just seem and then all, Neil it and weird and Emil and just make it a Atlantean and no, Wolfman I I truly suspect. Party. That it's going to be like a delayed, like he's also a heartmate or some sort of. No, I think so. I think it's going to be exactly how it was with our boys from um, Elise's boys, where it was like, boom, heartmate, boom, heartmate, boom, heartmate. And then one is like a straggler, like, no one loves me, but I'm still part of the team. Boom, heartmate. I don't, I I will riot. I will riot because it's. But I think it'll just end after Kiernan. It's just, it's, ugh. And then finally, my third fault. My third thought, not fault. <laughs> Fucking Taciturn Draken. Who is Tass descended from? <laughs> oh no, Bridget. How, how are you doing that How one? did you think we said? I just skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> there were enough words around it that I got context clues <laughs> and moved all my life. Oh, you're so precious. <laughs> Is this what a Miami-Dade public school education does? Yes, exactly. We look for content clues. That's it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love – I really love when Bridget has, like, an on-air realization. (laughs) It's like when you realize you've been singing song lyrics wrong your entire life. Yeah, basically. Got a long list of – Starbucks lovers. That's what I thought it was. I'm. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Wait, what is it actually again? It's long a long list of ex lovers. Yeah. Oh, Starbucks lovers always. So yeah, those were my thoughts. Okay. All right, I can go next. You know, I struggle with a POV chapter when I've already read this chapter. So you, if you listen to Beyond the Veil, I just I'm not into a whole nother book hearing seeing the different povs i feel like sometimes like in this instance we're like it kind of cheapened how we originally felt about Cass. like i don't some things were left up to the imagination how he fell in love when he fell in love i don't need to know every single detail of every single moment when that happened and i think that contributes to that loss loss of the number one spot maybe hilda in your white shoes i think it had just more to do with him just being i don't as a gemini I need constant mental stimulation. And at the beginning, there was a lot of verbal play and a lot of flirting and like messing around with her. It wasn't at the highest level, but it was there was more of that. And then by the time that we get to this point, he's just basically like, you're my queen. You're my queen. My queen. My queen. My heartmate. My, my heartmate. My love. I'm going to share you with my woven. It's just, it's the. Who's not even his bonded woven anymore. Exactly. It's just the. I, I also struggled with Kieran because I loved popping Kieran's like brother sister dynamic duo, which is why we're like, I'm here for the joining originally because we're like, ooh. It's kind of spicy. I remember reading like the first two books and I was like, what? They're no joining this one. Mainly because I just didn't think that that would like add to a thruple. It would be like a one-time funsy thing. But yeah. I I don't lo- – I don't I, – I don't love him anymore. I'm struggling for the words to say I just don't – ugh, it's getting the ick. Uh, and finally, to sum it all out, at the end, 
you know, in the beginning, there's some interesting plot points. Like, ooh, okay, let's catch up on what's happening. We're where we last left the gang. And then we're back. And I would just, I wasn't quite sure what was, and I feel like this is a theme we have with JLM, JLA books. Sorry, I feel like I'm rambling. But I think this is a theme that we have with JLA books, where at the very end, there's just like, there's so much happening. Things happen, but I'm not quite sure of the context or the reasoning why behind these things are significant. And so Cass turns into a cave cat. I don't remember what the fuck a cave cat is or why this is important because it has not been mentioned in the 97% up until that point. I just, I don't remember. It was referenced once at the very beginning when Nectus was there and then poof out of sight, out of mind so, and reappears like his, at the I know her end. dad is a cave cat, but yeah. again, I'm just not, what is the significance of that? So I don't it's know. not, it's not explained to us what the significance is because one, we get that random line from Nectus where he's like oh it's so funny it's obvious that you're descended from that person but then he doesn't go into it and then when the whole thing happens with Castile and then he turns into the cave cat I think Kieran and him are talking and something along the lines of like well now that Poppy has primal energy and you're the heart mate you can tap into that so you were able to transform into the cave cat because she has cave cat genes from her dad. It was something like that. That and then also the Revenant called him the false primal when he was in the yes. room. So I was like, oh, okay, things are semi adding up. But I just read 700 pages just to get that five minute piece of information. What the fuck? Like, are you, is he the false primal because he's the husband or whatever the heartmate of the true primal is he the false primal because of the line that he's descended from so or maybe he said the, it and it was actually in reference to poppy because she's not the original primal or, or are they just the confused false, as to who which one of the couple had like the energetic outburst because is they he were the, all there oh maybe he was talking to poppy in regards to poppy because he obeys Colas his creator, is which first. is Colas, which is the primal of life and also the primal of death. So they are probably like, he's the true primal and you're just the false one. I have no fucking Or, 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 or. There's <laughs> their fifth theory Cass, on this now. Cass, because he's able to tap into her powers because of their heartmate connection, he can access it, but he's not a primal. So therefore he's the false primal. I don't know. I think it has more to do with their joining situation that they did versus oh, yeah. the heartmate. It seems more like joining because then if it was just the heartmate, him and Kiernan would not have that bond to be able to speak through beast and dog it's, or beast and whatever the fuck. And then, and then, and then I think Poppy is the primal of blood and bone. Yes. Which is the equi- equivalent to blood or life and death. Blood okay. is the life, bone is the death. Okay. Okay, so we read 700 pages to figure all that out. You're welcome. Uh, that's it from all <laughs> of us tonight. Uh, you're welcome. Ever. JK, JK, because we haven't gotten to Bridget's, <laughs> Bridget's thoughts. Oh, yes. My thoughts. <laughs> Don't forget to answer our questions on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Guys, I, I told you before and I'll say it again. I accidentally used that like, catch you later. Bye. <laughs> on a work meeting. <laughs> like I just slipped right into it. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs>
That was weird. Podcast Caitlin persona taking over. Yeah. I don't think they are listeners, but if they were, they would have known. <laughs> uh, maybe they are and they just haven't told you yet. Yeah, they're, they're our deepest fans. Yes. All right, Bridget. Okay. What are your thoughts? Kicking it off strong was something we already talked about. She couldn't condense this a tad bit. <laughs> like a tad bit. If you would have shaved off 200 pages, like I understand it was a retelling of like Cass's point of view, but we still got way into the weeds of things that we literally read word for word in the first book. And that was annoying. And it's like, we were talking about how it cheapens the experience of going through the motions of falling in love with Cass and having that angst, that forbidden love and really falling for Cass. And then we come and we hear from his side. And usually I love a retelling. Because you get so much more in-depth knowledge about the other person's character, like we did with Darius. And I was so let down when I read this because I was like, we don't get much more information. We don't really – there wasn't that big of a difference to me. Like right off the get-go, he was like, oh, yeah. Like he yeah. was already 100% in love. It wasn't like Darius where he was like – fighting this oh i'm attracted to her but i'm also dealing with my asshole dad and he's threatening all this stuff Cass's point of view to was- kidnap her and use her for leverage and he's just like ah, she's mine now i took her yeah mine mine that's all he said basically so that was annoying because it was like 700 pages on my end i don't know what your phones and kindles came out to be mine had 609 i still don't know why it adds on like 100 pages for me maybe because of the resolution of your kindle no, I was reading on my phone. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just work here. I, I just work here. <laughs> I think I it ended on 609. I have 621 is what's up there. Does anybody remember Club 609 in Coconut Grove in Miami back in the day? Maybe not. Okay. I wasn't. Not I. It was a meaner. <laughs> Too young. Anyhow. <laughs> what? That's fine. Just, uh, just casually dating myself. Arm shrug. <laughs> you know how we got so much pining and angst from Poppy? I was expecting almost the same level from Cass. Did not feel it at all. So that was this disappointment because, you know, I vibe for that, especially since it's a slow burn. Kieran. Kieran. What are the hell we're calling him? We've changed his names like three times already as we've talked to him. We've already gone through it, so I'm not going to repeat it. But I do want to let you guys know, I was pro-joining as long as there was was a purpose for it. And it was like a one, a bam, wham, thank you, ma'am. We're done and we're moving on. I was not pro-thropple, thropple. Thropple. Thropple, thank you. I was down for a good time, not a long time. That's what I wanted out of that. (laughs) Right? I just wanted the spice. And then I really want to know what the hell is going on with Millie and Malik. Is there going to be a novella, a spinoff? Like, there's just so much left on that bone, and she just hasn't even touched it yet. So I'm like, what are we we doing? But do we care about that bone? Or are we just waiting for it to grow mold in the back of the fridge before we throw it out? I, uh, look, I'm going to, you know, really just air it out myself right now. I love a good... Um, hate to lovers relationship trope. Why is that airing you out? That's enemies good. to lovers. No, no, no. They're not enemies. I'm talking about like straight up, I fucking hate you, but I want to fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. I want that spicy mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. And I think between the both of them, that would be explosive. And, you know, maybe he will stab her a couple of times. I don't know. Uh, wait, wait. Oh. Hold on. Stop. He is in love with her. Yes. 
So as he's not popular gonna... cast and she still stabs him. So yeah, no, but I don't. I mean, I get the stabby, violent vibes from Poppy. I do not get the stabby, violent vibes from Malik. What? We don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I burst your bubble. I'm sorry. Someone's gonna get stabbed. I'm here for it. Ew, it's gonna be Malik. But again, also, I was like. Yeah, but I, the thing is, he can't come back to life like she can. So, like, I was just trying to play it safe. <laughs> so, we're going to role play it tonight, baby. I'm going to kill you and you come back to life. I'm going to cut off some <laughs> limbs. Don't ride. worry. They're going to grow back. It's fine. She did say it's they fun. were annoying to grow back, which I imagine they would be. I am also interested to see more of their story because I feel like there's more to that. And I am – that's a novella I would take. Yeah, but let's keep it a novella, like – Nothing like longer under, than 300 pages. Yeah, like 400 max. 400 pages. It's pretty generous. For, like a, for a normal romance, that's a full-length novel. Okay, so like 300. Yeah, we just need some really angsty sex scenes. Okay, so yes, I'm going to pull up again another oh, page it. from my Katie Roberts uh, that did a, I think it was like her romance, like books that she read. I was a reading slump and I did the like demons. The monsters? Yeah. I started yeah. with the like, demon the, yeah. the demon's bride. <laughs> yeah. I was like oh I'll dip a toe to this. It was like 198. I'm like this is a breeze compared to the page length sweet normal read. Yeah. That's that's the mood that's, I'm going for these days. Yes. I want wham bam thank you ma'am. Like, that's what I want. On. That's what I want from Millie and Malik. Wham bam thank you ma'am. 200 pages or less. I right. amend my previous thoughts. Okay. And then for the last thought the one line that I needed so I wouldn't chuck my fucking Kindle or my phone out the window. I wanted Poppy to say something when she woke up. I wanted us to find out if she remembered or she doesn't remember and then end the book. Just one line. If Even if she just said Castile or anything. Anything. Nope. Because is a cave cat. Yeah. That's what you got. That's all I got. Um, so you're saying you're not fulfilled. Was I ever? You know, I'm really bummed. I don't know if this is the place or time for it, but I really liked the first two books in the series. I liked it up until like the third book. I liked most of the third book, but The War of Two Queens really killed this for me. And I don't think I'm gonna... I'm... I'm going to read the last book because I feel like I need to, but not necessarily because I want to. You guys know how I like binge authors and JLA is one of those authors where even though I love From Blood and Ash so much, I never picked up another one of her books outside of the series. I read, I read two more of her series, The Wicked, which is like, I think vampires in Louisiana Mm. and type thing, Vampire Guild, and then... Or is it Faye? Sorry, no, it is Faye. It's like a Faye in New Orleans. I think it's Wicked. It was three books. And then some other mystery Did you also like it? set in New Orleans. Um, I liked the modern one, like the one that wasn't fantasy, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Okay. But I I wouldn't say that like I loved them. But they entertained me. Okay. I'll buy that. I won't be reading them. And That's fine. I'm not ready to wrap this party up. Let's do it. Let's go for a record here on the shortest episode. Oh, it won't be because we talk way too much. I, it's around right 30 minutes like and halfway, we, haven't yeah. <laughs> we haven't even actually gotten to the meat of this book. But I love okay. the optimism. There is no meat. That's true. 
<laughs> well, I mean, if we want to just I mean, go back Cass over our favorite meat. scenes of Cass's, we can do that. Okay. So five minute recap slash background. So where we left off in the last book, which is the War of Two Queens, at the very end, there was this chaotic battle scene. A lot of our friends died and then Poppy brought them back to life. If that is incorrect, my bad. That's what no, I remember. No, that's roughly that's what, what happened, I remember. Yeah. Um, is bitch is dead. Poppy's the primal of life and death. I forgot we called her is bitch. My brain's like, is this? She didn't mess that we... one up too, did she? And I'm like, no, I forgot we did that. That's we her. called it. Yeah. We called her that so much and I typed it so much that way in my notes that it just autocorrects is bitch now. So thanks autocorrect for reminding me that. Colis God. isn't fully back together or fully alive. He's an essence. He's awake. No, no, he's, he's, I don't know. It was giving me very Voldy vibes at the beginning of like... <laughs> the franchise where it was like alive but not alive i was getting like he's in a coma probably but which was a step up from not even being on this plane like human plane um Um, poppy's dad is iris iris um he's alive and he's the cave cat that she saw as a child and she came across recently poppy has a sister her name is millicent and her heartmate is cass's brother malik and but he hasn't they, told her. Yeah, they don't know. Well, she doesn't know. And he hasn't told her, but he's known for years. Seems kind of stupid. Which, like, she knows. She knows. She knows. I know, she knows. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> and then, of course, because of all that was happening, the gods are awake. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, they're waking up and causing earthquakes. The ground But beyond that, we don't know. They're just waking up. Uh, what are they doing? We don't know. Don't know. We don't know. And this book doesn't tell you, so we don't know. Okay. So now we don't that we know. have, <laughs> we don't know. Is that going to be the new song? <laughs> so let's dive right into a soul of blood and ash, or ash and blood, because even I wrote it incorrectly here. Um, we're immediately throw back in into the series, and there was no oh, in this last episode of From Blood and Ash, you get this. No, we are straight up walking in the middle of the tunnels with Poppy, Cass, Kiernan, Delano, and Nectis, and they're traveling the system to find. Um, her dad and they were able to find him in the cave the cage that they were at and they are trying to set him free so he is so weak when they set him free he's in worse conditions than the last time that they saw him um but he's able to speak and poppy has to like use her powers to calm him down because he's so frantic when he sees everybody because he's like what's going on what's happening i don't really know what he thinks because he was a cave cat at that time but i'm assuming so and so Poppy calms him down. Nectis breaks him free. And he, Poppy's like, hi, I don't know if you know who I am. He's like, no, I know who you are. And then he asks about the other one, his other daughter. And Cass basically like semi tells the truth. He's like, oh, she's fine. And she is with my brother. Am I still in the recap? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I am. My bad. I was going straight in into the deep dive. So. They were able to free him. I'm he was sorry. so weak. This is like deep diving into a shallow pool. There's like nothing there. <laughs> You're not wrong. We're going to break our necks. So just You're proceed with caution. <laughs> so they're able to rescue him. He's so weak. He falls into stasis. And meanwhile, Cass and Kiernan have been so concerned about Poppy because she looks pale. She's cold to touch. And then suddenly she falls and passes out and she goes into stasis. Um, Nectis tells them that she needs to finish her calling and this is what is happening right now. So he tells them, take her somewhere safe. By the way, if she wakes up, when she wakes up, she might not remember who she is or who you are. So just talk to her throughout the process. So they take her away. They put her in a room and then Poppy 
is Sleeping Beauty for the entire book. And Cass goes through their history and starts telling them about what was going on before they met, how they met, his point of view for the entire first book. So that happens. And then Malik and Millicent, Eminem, show up at one point and just... (laughs) (laughs) That's who they are in my head. Um, They had fled at the end of the last book. They fled at the end of the last book and Cass had to send his men to go hunt them down. So they show back up and they're like, hey, we were actually fighting all the other revenants. And it turns out that Callum told them that their true creator is Cola. So now they're trying to bring him back a lot. And it was just a mess. And... Him and his brother go through it and they're like, why did you tell me you're alive and you're on the other side? I would stop looking for you. I spent all these years. They have a little bro moment. They hash it out, but they're still on rocky terms. But they peace out of there. So that's a little bit of tidbit information that we find. Then there's some more flashbacks and more flashbacks and more flashbacks. And finally, one day when Kieran and Delano are away dealing with business, Cass falls asleep while he's talking to Poppy. And when he wakes up to a revenant about to attack him using a bone dagger which we'll go into what that is and he in the process of trying to like protect poppy he gets stabbed and it makes him immobile and he watches his revenant trying to kill poppy and starts singing that weird like poppy song that she's had like memories of so yes i want to just talk about this do we how did this song come about like i remember that she has memories of this but like who is the originator of this i thought it was a dark one no Uh, it was her dad who used to sing the song so her dad, I think, used to sing a version of it, but it got corrupted into the mean version where it becomes like pick a poppy, watch it bleed. Creepy. creepy. Yeah. So creepy. So as Cass is watching that happen, this innate primal thing in him like erupts and he's able to pull out the, the dagger. He transforms into a cave cat tears the revenant apart like shreds it like ribbons and flesh ribbons flesh ribbons just <laughs> everywhere i was like who's who's gonna say it <laughs> i will i will it's not gonna be me um, i didn't say flesh tentacles though <laughs> good times and so then he's just like prancing around and like lays at the end of the bed protecting poppy and kiernan shows up and he starts mind talking to him and tells him to calm down. No, you're not going to eat Emil, who also shows up and is like, what the fuck is happening in his true Emil way? So Cass is able to transition back to human. The ground starts trembling. They kneel by Poppy, and then she's awake, and that is it. That's how the book ends. Great. Do we have to talk about it more? No, we don't, actually. I feel like you went through every single thing that was important, and if you're curious about what happens in the rest of the book, just read the first from Blood and Ash. I mean, you do get the cave cat at the end. Do we know what it is? Why it is? We don't. So when Nectus is in the tunnels with him, the ground trembles at one point and Kiernan Delano and Cass immediately rush over to Poppy to protect her. And he finds it humorous because he's like, the three of you like stuck your neck out to protect her when she is the primal of life and death. <laughs> That seems a bit silly, but also I'm glad. And then he says, Cass is being like, oh, she's so important, blah, blah, blah. And Nectus is like, oh, you remind me so much of him. And when they're like, who are you talking about? Nectus says, oh, the person that your bloodline is from. And they're like, shit, Nectus. But like, who? Thanks. Who is that? Who (laughs) was that? And And then Nectus is like, you mean who? Is that present tense? Great, thanks, oh, thanks, dragon, Draken, who is that? Whatever. 
Is it a god? Um, who do you think you... it is? I have no clue. Is it one of? That. Is it Scion? Is it somebody's being very chatty right now? Yeah, I'm like I heard. Toby I thought Toby. I was. I was like, did I just hear a kitty cat? It's been a while. Yeah, Toby Topes. Very chatty. <laughs> He's like, I know who it is. Listen to me, woman. He heard cave cat, and he was like, "What you talking about my what people?" He was like, for? "Is somebody coming in to eat me?" He's probably like, "You need to go to bed, lady. I'm tired." <laughs> It's like it's oh, sleepy time. So I'm like, I love that. I'm like, who is it? And you're like, oh, is it this person? Is this person? I'm like, I don't remember any of those names. Watch it be Poppy's dad's brother. Poppy's dad's brother. So Malik? It can't be. Because. Who else has Cave Cat in them? I don't, I don't. We don't know. Maybe we'll find out in the next. Or we won't. A shadow in the Ember book. Or we, <laughs> we won't. won't. <laughs> I'm just going to say we won't. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm going to, I'll raise you a, but do we care? I just want, I just want things to like finish Closure. nicely. Yeah. Uh, on that note, do we know how many books, do you mind, do you remember how many books are planned for the series? The, uh, the next one will be the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Not like a surprise, we're doing more. Surprise, it's a bridging novel. <laughs> Twisted Sisters. Just... <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, and the last one does come out in this year, right? Am I making that up? It comes out, I think, February of next year, 2024. Yes. I don't actually see it, but I'm going to take, tr- take your word for it. I was looking at our schedule. I know. That's what Amazon like, I thought it was, told me. I don't know why I was thinking it was the end of this year. So we get this in the summer and something else. Maybe it was pushed back in my memories. Oh, I think um, A-Site, the next A-Site's coming out later this year. That's yeah. what I'm like. Something comes out later this year. So maybe yeah. so we'll get more. that'll be the last book. Yeah, and I and bet the- we'll get some of those those answers, those questions answered for us in A-Site. The last yeah, book. it's just annoying. That's what we would love. To get, I hope it'd be great if you can like just read a series while having to read uh, another series to bridge the gap. But whatever, like you do, you boo. I'm not a writer. I don't. I don't know how to do these things. No, I'm just just a reader. So in this book, as you know, it goes from present tense to flashback, present tense flashback, present tense flashback, and literally nothing happens in the present. Except for he cleans her up. Eminem show up at one point to deliver. The I like their couple the names. News. I will never not laugh about it. Kiernan jokes it adds some like peanut gallery commentary in the background in one of them, and that is basically everything that happens until the very last chapter of the present, where the attack happens and Cass turns into Cave. So, also, can we talk about this this attack for a minute? So they're in the old palace, like they're in Isbeth's old palace, mm-hmm. whatever that was. And they're cleaning up the city from the revenants and they're trying to explain to the people that the Ascended are evil and like the Atlanteans are here, whatever. Malik has gone and he's already come back and he's told Cass, hey, Millie and I were looking for the other revenants there's some that we think are like hidden whatever so these mofos go to sleep or Cass goes and they leave the fucking window open i swear to god and you leave it open on the day that you don't have extra backup because this entire time i'm assuming it's been like a couple of days delano 
has been sitting at the foot of the bed, like sleeping, like just sitting there in like his woven like, form. Yeah. In his woven form. And Kiernan has been in and out and Cass sends them both away and then falls asleep with the freaking window open. What is wrong with you? Like, it was stupid. A rookie mistake. This man's I would been alive for centuries in battles. Like, you know better than this. I would have appreciated more if the Revenant had come in through, like, a secret passage yes. in the room. Yes. I'd be like, oh, no, bro. I'm here because you left the window open. Ha 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 ha. Surprise, bitch. He deserved to die for that. This candlestick, you should have pulled on it because that's the secret passageway. You know? Exactly. I, I agree that's- with that. Because I... <laughs> It's kind of funny. So, like, as they're fighting in this battle and Cass is so upset and really concerned about Poppy's like, oh, no, what's happening? And the Revenant keeps, like, taunted him multiple times. Well, you should have closed the window. Stab, stab, stab. Well, this is what you get for not closing the window. Stabby, stab, stab. Like, well, you dumbass, you should have closed the window. Like, it was like you're going to get paid for, like, wanting a breeze. It was just really kind of funny to me. How he's like, you're stupid. <laughs> That was the most sass we got all book. Yeah. Most really new was. sass. Yeah. I think at one point, since we were just talking about M1, Malik, he had made some comments. <laughs> I have a position in the M&M. The M1 yeah, he's the first Malik. one we knew from the M&M crew. <laughs> M2 is Millie. I love this. Thank you, Bridget. Okay, yes. Thank you. Um, He basically had, had like said, oh, you know, now you're finally king and you don't want the, the roles anymore. And everyone expects them to be the king and queen of this new land or their current land because they like overthrew the queen. And he's like, I can't do anything until my queen wakes up. My bad. He goes, that's so shocking because you were always better one up being me when we were kids and you were meant for the role. And then they went to their little whole like, why didn't you tell me? I was trying to save you. Like I felt a smidge tad, but then I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. Like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, no. That I would say that was the overall theme. I did not care. This felt this felt like work. It was. Yeah. So we shall we it, go into we do it for the peeps? Yeah, because we love you guys and we still like to talk. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> it's almost been an hour. Shall we high level it through the timeline? This wasn't the high level. <laughs> This is the high level. I'm just talking about like past events like, oh, they went to the Red Portal. Oh, they had sex. Oh, they did this. Now, read book one, which you probably did if you're listening to episode five. Here, I'll call out things that happened in um this book that did not, we did not have oh, yes, eyes on were, in the first. There were oh, a yeah, few things. Good, good. So, we know that Poppy meets Cass at the Red Pearl that one night that they have their first kiss before that when we knew he was meeting with someone it turns out he was meeting with jensen kiernan one mortal who's a dissenter i think his name is dev and jericho and they're making the plan at that time on how they're gonna get cast to become her guard and they set the plan in motion and jensen is kind of like moody about the fact that he's gonna lose another good guard but then he offers the plan where oh we'll attack her in the garden and that's when Jericho was specifically told, you are only supposed to harm the guard. You do not harm her. They leave. She comes in. They have that whole scene, which was great. And then we know he dips out and we don't know what he goes to do. We find out that he went to go meet 
an Atlantean named Emil, who we know and love um, because he's sassy. And Cass has has to to feed feed. on him because he was getting weak because he only feeds off of Atlanteans. Because feeding off of mortals is like basically drinking water. You get no substance other than, well, I take it back. Water at least keeps you hydrated. Apparently mortal blood does nothing for you. Um, so that's what he does when he returns. He does not find her in the room, but he goes looking for her. He hunts her down and he finds her crossing, I think, Whisper Woods. And while she's there, she doesn't notice that an ascendant is about to attack her and drink her blood. So he kills him and then hangs him on the wall. So that was like some interesting back and forth that we don't usually get in the other book. We finally get an interaction with him and Britta. He uses Britta for information about what's going on in the castle. Um, Another point later in the book, I'm just going to tell you guys now, because since we're on the topic of Britta, she walks into his room while he's in a deep sleep, a peaceful sleep, thanks to Poppy. And she's like, oh, I can come back or I can just, you know, take use of the fact that you have a boner right now. And she tries to hook up with him and he's like, no, thank you. I'm out of here. And he just gets up and goes into the shower. So Kiernan, there's a like present flashback, not a flashback there. They go back to the present and Kiernan saying, oh, you know, he's joking around like um, Poppy will only remember that when she wakes up and she will literally hang you by the balls. And I thought that was funny. It felt a little nice to have some, you know, fun time here. This little this book literally goes into the three stages of Cass trying to figure out what the hell to do with her. First, he knows her as a maiden. Then he gets to know her as Poppy and becomes her friend. And then he falls in love with mm-hmm. her. Or well, then he goes from maiden Penelope, then Poppy, and he goes through the whole. I'm not changing to the plans. Kiernan's like, you better not fuck with her because that makes you a shitty person. They have um a tat here and there throughout it. I'm trying to think of something else that happens in this book that does not no, happen in another book. I feel book. like the only thing, and I think I told you guys this, the thing that was most significant was when he killed the Duke. So we know that he had killed the Duke during the right when it was attacked by the dissenters, but actually getting that scene. And it wasn't even that powerful of a scene, but I guess it was just nice to see it happen. Because apparently right, so- the Duke peed himself out of fright. Uh-huh. And before the the right is when the Duke dies and Cass shows up in the his office and he's waiting for him. And when he shows up, he confronts him about hurting the maiden. And he asks, how many times have you whipped her in that last session? And he says it. So then he proceeds to whip him the same amount of times before using the cane to stab him with it. So it was like poetic justice. Yeah. A little... But it's, it, it was still missing that big oomph. Like, he kept talking yeah. about how he's going to get this revenge on the Duke. Oh, how it's going to be so good. And Kiernan's warning him, like, oh, you're not just killing him. That's a revenge. And if you are giving revenge or enacting this revenge on her behalf, you must really like her. And he's like, no, I don't like her. I'm just doing a good thing. Okay, maybe I care about her a smidge. No, you fucking love her, you idiot. The- and then we find out Kieran knew Kieran knew he was in love with her from the get-go as soon as he didn't want to talk about her after their first kiss in the red pearl he's like i know something's yeah, up but guess what kieran still checked her out and still tried to get in her pants which still makes it icky oh and then one of the times that he goes back to meet with um kieran at the red pearl i believe this is after kieran's fucking some person a dissenter woman yeah but he had just left poppy and then he goes to meet him and he's like as Hilda just said, fucking someone who Cass has already fucked previously. And she's like, yeah, you can join us anytime. 
And he's like, no thanks. And he goes and sits on the sofa. He sits on the freaking sofa while just, this is all playing out. But here's the thing that caught my eye. Like, is don't that mind he me. Said, don't mind me. I'm just going to sit here while you he two. Said, he, like, in his inter monologue, he's like, oh, but I'm not unaffected. Like, I know how hard Kiernan fucks. And I was like, from personal experience? Oh no! No. Yes, and I was like, "Okay, did anybody else not hear this?" I had the same thought. I was just like, "What? Is, what is happening here?" I just assumed it's because they were like sharing the same person, and when like those two holes light up, you yeah, kind of I, feel the other person. Don't really know. That was my assumption. So, <laughs> not my experience. I'm just saying, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't and know either. And I'm, I'm guessing we're about to find out. Pulling from my Dante and Leon experiences from Elise's POV in Zodiac. So yeah, I feel like in that series, they only commented on her reactions and not on I feel his no-no parts through the <laughs> vaginal wall. You know? Oh, wow, this podcast has taken a turn. You know, so... <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up because when I was going back and I was listening to some of our like earlier episodes, like our first book episode was on from Blood and Ash, and we didn't even want to say the word fuck. We or you? I did not want to say the word fuck. We didn't even like, we glossed over all the spicy scenes. We're like, oh, and that was a pretty spicy scene. I highly recommend you go read it. Now we're like, they're feeling each other through her vaginal What What growth we have shown. It's an evolution. It cracks me up. So all right. <laughs> after this is when he catches her at the library and he gets the Miss Willow book. You know, <laughs> not even this. the Miss Willow book brought me joy. No, but I still want to know when are we getting the Miss Willow book? I want like a, a chapter. Oh, yeah, I thought that was announced. So it looks at the end of this book, there's going to be a compendium, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. That's going to be narrated by Miss Willow that gives us background. So maybe Miss Willow will give us little nuggets of information while she fills us in. Hopefully. We'll see. I hope it's spicy. As spicy as they say it is. So all that happens, we're just going to skip ahead. Um, I was trying to Google like Miss the Willow Collins book and all it came up was like a Miss Willow Collins book club. I'm like, oh, that's kind of us. <laughs> As we talk of vaginal walls. It's basically <laughs> us. It, I'm sure her diary doesn't get much graphic than we do. I don't know. We'll see. So a lot of Miss Willow Collins book clubs out there. Just There is. So we're just going to jump ahead because everything we already know from, Sorry. <laughs> from Blood and Ash. That. They arrive at New Haven. Poppy finds out the betrayal. Cass... We we feel the betrayal really hard when we read it the first time because it's from Poppy's point of view, but we don't realize that Cass was um, scolded by Jericho, not Jericho, by Elijah, and he put him in his place and said, I understand everybody's been talking around here, and yeah, you are our prince and we will always support you, but people have already started wagging their tongues about what's going on between them, and so he he shuts everything down all his feelings for her and becomes the dark one and has to go deal with her and then you know she's all butthurt because it was not real and then he's butthurt because he's like i told you when we had sex to remember that this is real it was and you know you know i really appreciate this dramatic interpretation <laughs> that you just gave i know you guys can't see it but like we got some hand raising 
anything to make and this postulating. better. <laughs> I appreciated it very much. I will say though, the one scene I thoroughly enjoyed this book and the first book is you know when she stabs him, runs away, and he tracks her down and then fucks her. And yeah, they have no, right? from her. No, yeah, it was still uh, good. Yeah, when he's like, "Are you sure you still want to do it?" She's like, "Yes." He's like, "Thank fuck," and yes. then they fuck. That was a good one. It was still good. It still hit the mark. Highly the recommend time. you read it. Yeah, we highly <laughs> recommend you like go through the book and search your Kindles for it and read it. Just search for snow. Yeah, yes, it will take yeah. you right to it. There it is. And so we find out that she's Atlantean through her blood. And meanwhile, Cass is doing these like weird things in his brain where shit's just like making a plan. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. And then he announces to everybody that he's taking his princess home to marry her. And we're done. And that's it. And then we flash, we fast forward back to present tense. And present The Revenant gives a rude wake up call. Through the window. (laughs) The walls. walls. (laughs) Should have been the wall. Oh, Bridget. (laughs) To the flesh river's fall. Oh, no. I like that you stayed on beat, though. Yeah, I did. And the hands. She yeah. had hands coming down. You guys Spirit are fingers. just missing the theatrics. We really have to get on YouTube, apparently. <laughs> I know there were calls for it, and we're working on it. <laughs> All right. So I think that sums up our thoughts and feelings on A Soul of Ash and Blood. Yep, you got ah, it. Nailed it. Okay. Let's try to do that from the old memory here. <laughs> we are, we'd love to know what you guys think. So I'm sure Hilda will put up a really great question up on Spotify for you guys to react to. So go please check that out. Would love to know your thoughts and feelings on this book as well. Please hit us up at booktalkmademe underscore pod on okay. Instagram. And if you're not giving us a follow, why not go ahead and do it? We, we're a good time. Much the opposite of the joining. We're here for a long time, but also a good time, you know? <laughs> Yep. So there's there's good stuff happening there. Appreciate everyone who's go on over to our Apple podcast and left us a review there. We really appreciate your ratings and reviews. They help us rank so that we're able to find more people that love these books to talk about. And, yeah. and we, you validate my Leo moon. That's the only so reason you, you need, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But that's it from us tonight. When we talk to you guys next – just if you're keeping track on like what's what's my old book talk gals up to. We have the Serpent of Wings and Night and Ashes of Star Crust sorry. <laughs> the Ashes of the Star Cursed King, which are the Crowns of Nyaxia books, which if you've read or you saw on TikTok, everyone was like, This gives you it's good for a book hangover. And as someone who is halfway through because she couldn't sleep last night, very good. Very into it. Would love to know what you guys have thoughts too. Of course, if there's a book recommendation, again, head on over to Instagram. Tell us which one you want us to add to our schedule. We're currently seeking recommendations for 2024. Yes, 2024, people. Crazy. <laughs> we we look at it every month. We shift, we move based on what's popular from what you guys are telling us in our DMs. Um, but if there's something we need to tackle right away, let us know. And I think that's it from us tonight. I think that's all, folks. Good night and happy reading. And shout out, wait, shout out to Bridget for taking one for the team. Anytime. Wow. Yes. If you thought this podcast episode was chaotic, that's how I felt when I was reading this book. (laughs) And end scene. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.